Good morning, Wright County, and a blessed Sunday morning to you. Thank you for tuning in to the Faith Lutheran Church Gospel Hour. My name is Paul Nickel. I'm pastor of Faith Lutheran Church in Monticello, Minnesota. We are on the airwaves this morning to share a Christ-focused, cross-centered message of hope for a world in crisis. Jesus died for you so that you might live for him. We begin our radio worship in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The first reading for this Sunday comes from the Apostle Paul's letter to the Romans. Romans chapter 8 is perhaps the most gospel-power-packed chapter in the entirety of Holy Scripture. Would you please open your ears and your hearts to listen now to this extraordinary passage from Romans chapter 8, verses 26 through 32. The Apostle Paul writes, Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know what to pray for, as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And he who searches hearts knows what is the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that for those who love God, God works all things together for good, for those who are called according to his purpose, for those whom he foreknew he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, in order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. And those whom he predestined, he also called. And those whom he called, he also justified. And those whom he justified, he also glorified. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also with him graciously give us all things? Citizens of Wright County, we have a great and a good God. The psalm for the day is Psalm 100. This is a psalm for giving thanks. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who made us and we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name. For the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever and his faithfulness to all 
generations. Shall we pray? Our God and our Father, we fly to you this morning on the wings of prayer. Shelter us, we pray, in the shadow of your holy presence. We trust in your goodness, your grace, and your steadfast love. Forgive us of all our sins for Jesus' sake, and have mercy upon us. Help us to believe in your Son, and by believing in his name, gain eternal life. Into your hands, Almighty God, we commend our every need of body and soul. According to your will, save us from the pandemic which continues to spread across the world. Grant healing to the sick. Help, save, comfort, and defend our heroic health care workers. Continue to provide daily bread to those whose livelihoods have been imperiled by the virus. Grant wisdom to our government leaders as they continue to face extraordinary and challenging decisions each and every day. And Lord, bless your holy Christian church. Help us to fulfill the ministry to which you have called us. May your gospel message sound forth across the entire world with a never-ending trumpet blast of truth and love. Spread, O oh spread, O oh mighty word. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. The scripture for the sermon this morning is Romans chapter 8, verse 28. The Apostle Paul declares, And we know that for those who love God, God works all things together for good. Now that, Wright County, is a stupendous, magnificent, and glorious promise. For 2,000 years, Christian believers have taken their stand upon the rock, which is Romans 8.28. For 2,000 years, Christian believers have discovered in this verse the strength necessary to face every challenge of life and death in this broken world. Let me read Romans 8.28 one more time. And we know that for those who love God, God works all things together for good. Yes, God is working in and through all things to promote the well-being of those who love him. Yes, even right now, God is making all things work together for your good. That is truly a jaw-dropping, spine-tingling, breathtaking, wondrous promise, is it not? Think about what that promise reveals about the awe-inspiring character and being of God himself. If our God is able to make all things work together for your good, then he must be the kind of God who is truly all-powerful and almighty. 
How else could God exert his will in every single circumstance of life? If Romans 8.28 is true, then our God is an incredibly powerful God. And in fact, that's just the kind of God our God is. God is the sovereign king over everything, and his might, his power, his presence, and his rule have no limit. The God revealed by the Bible is not some kind of pathetic partial deity who rules in heaven but not on earth, who rules over nature but not over the human heart, who rules over Christians but not over the rest of the world, who rules on Sunday but not during the rest of the week. No, that is not the kind of God we have. On the contrary, God is everywhere. God rules over all people. God reigns over all things no matter what. God's power has no limit in everything. Our omnipotent God makes his purpose prevail. And what is God's ultimate purpose? Well, his astoundingly gracious purpose is this, to make all things work together for the good of those who love him. Now, perhaps you think that's simply too amazing to be true, but it's right there in God's word, my friend, and God's word does not lie. Romans 8.28, and we know that for those who love God, God works all things together for good. Now, if you are a person who loves God, this promise should give you a sense of overwhelming confidence, even during these strange and difficult pandemic days. When you wake up in the morning, Everything else might be uncertain, but you can be sure of one thing. No matter what the day ahead will bring, you can be sure that God is going to make all that happens somehow work together for your good. And when things are going well in your life, when your days are filled with joy and happiness, it's easy enough to believe in the promise of Romans 8.28. When you finally land your dream job, when a healthy baby is born into your family, when there's enough food on the table, when the bills are getting paid, then of course, it's easy to see. God really is making all things work together for your good. But what about when things start to go wrong? when your dream job turns into a layoff, when the pregnancy turns into a miscarriage, when there is no food on the table, when the bills are not getting paid, when a worldwide pandemic upends life as you know it. Then, during those times, does the promise of Romans 8.28 still hold true? Is God still making all things work together for your good? Well, if you are a person who loves God, the answer is most definitely yes. 
Romans 8.28 does not say God makes some things work together for good. No, Romans 8.28 says God makes all things, all things, no exception. God makes all things work together for good. Yes, even during the hard times, God makes all things work together for your good. You see, our infinitely powerful God has an incredible capacity to make even the worst things in life serve his good and gracious purposes. God has an incredible capacity to make good come out of evil. I'm not saying that God causes the bad stuff. Far from it. God does not cause that which is inherently evil or sinful or wrong to come into being. But time and time again, God has proven his ability to enter into human suffering and to transform that suffering and from that suffering to bring forth a treasure that is ultimately good and pure and beautiful. The reality is, if you love God, then God will make even the most painful circumstances of your life work together for your good. No suffering, no tear, no agony will go unredeemed in the end. Some way, somehow, God will make it all work together for your good. And there are so many examples from the pages of Christian history of how God has made extreme suffering work together for the extreme good of the people who love him. For example, consider the Old Testament story of Joseph. Joseph was one of the twelve sons of Jacob, and Joseph was his father's favorite son. One day, Joseph's jealous brothers assaulted him, robbed him, and sold him off to slave traders. It was a terrible act of violence and crime. The slave traders took Joseph down to the hot desert sands of Egypt. There, they sold the poor boy into the service of an Egyptian army general. Through the many years of slavery that followed, Joseph suffered greatly. But Joseph also distinguished himself through excellent business skills and through a God-given talent for interpreting dreams. Eventually, Joseph worked his way up to become one of the most powerful men in all of Egypt, second only to Pharaoh himself. When famine struck the world many years later, Egypt was the only nation in the world with food to spare. And so, when Joseph's brothers journeyed down to Egypt, that they might beg for grain to feed their hungry families, Joseph was already there to welcome them. The eleven brothers didn't know it, but God had sent Joseph down to Egypt for a purpose, and God was going to use Joseph to save God's chosen family from starvation. When Joseph met his brothers, he forgave them. He unlocked the storehouses of Egypt. 
he freely fed his starving family. He joyfully declared to the brothers who had once committed that atrocious crime against him, Do not fear. As for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good. Truly, God's powerful hand was constantly at work in Joseph's life. Truly, God does make all things work together for the good of those who love him. The Romans 8.28 promise is true. Here's another Romans 8.28 example. Before he became the great reformer of the Christian church, Martin Luther went through a pitch-black, utterly dark night of the soul. Martin Luther struggled desperately with God, with himself, and with the devil as he sought to justify himself before God's holy presence by his own imperfect works. After years of ferocious trial and inner temptation, Luther finally came to realize and to grasp in his heart the joyful Reformation insight that we are saved not by works, but by God's grace alone, through faith alone, for the sake of Christ alone. That insight was the direct result of Luther's long and desperate years of spiritual struggle. Luther would not have become God's bold prophet of grace if he had not first endured those long years of trial. Truly, God does make all things work together for the good of those who love him, even the hard things. The Romans 8.28 promise is real. Or, think of Corrie ten Boom. She was a Dutch watchmaker and a devout Christian. She was sent to the Ravensbrück concentration camp during World War II as punishment for sheltering Jews in German-occupied territory. Corrie ten Boom survived months of bone-chilling Holocaust horror in that concentration camp. Yet, she emerged from that demonic ordeal with an incredible message of Christian hope, Christian forgiveness, and Christian love for enemies. Corrie ten Boom publicly and personally forgave the very men who had dragged her into the fiery furnace and killed her family members. Corrie ten Boom's message was simple. There is no pit so deep that God is not deeper still. After the war, Corrie ten Boom became one of the great lay evangelists of the 20th century. She traveled all over the world, sharing the wonderful message of God's transforming, forgiving love for sinners. Thousands of men and women across the world have been inspired to new or deeper Christian faith because of her testimony, and it all started in a Nazi concentration camp. Truly, Corrie ten Boom's story proves God does make all things work together for the good of those who love him. The Romans 8.28 promise is true. I could go on and on about how God makes even the worst things work together for the good of those who love him. But there is one example that stands out far above all the rest. 
the greatest example by far of God's faithfulness to the Romans 8.28 promise is the cross of Jesus Christ. For you must know that the cross of Jesus Christ was the scene of the greatest suffering ever endured and the scene of the vilest evil ever committed on this earth. Think of what happened on that hill outside of Jerusalem. Jesus Christ, the sinless, spotless, pure Son of God, was betrayed, abandoned, utterly forsaken by his closest friends. Sadistic Roman soldiers whipped his back until it was nothing but bleeding shreds. Pontius Pilate, a gutless, spineless, cowardly ruler, knowingly condemned an innocent man to death. The bloodthirsty crowd cried out for the release of Barabbas, a convicted terrorist, even as they demanded the death of God himself. The religious authorities of the day screamed in demonic rage, Crucify him! Crucify him! Truly, the scene on Calvary's hill at twelve o'clock in the afternoon was absolutely evil. In fact, it was so profoundly perverted that the sun itself failed to shine for three hours. As unnatural darkness fell upon the earth, Jesus cried out, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Yes, the cross of Jesus Christ was the scene of the greatest miscarriage of justice, the most extreme suffering, the most disgusting violence and wickedness ever recorded in the pages of human history. And yet, and yet, God makes all things, even the cross, work together for the good of those who love him. Yes, citizens of Wright County, even the cross. By God's grace, the cross of Christ reveals not only the awful depths of human sin, but also, and even more, God's infinite, forgiving, gracious love for the very sinners who crucified him. The Bible says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, and God gave us his Son on the cross. Jesus went to the cross because he loves us. And by God's grace, the cross of Christ gives humankind the most wonderful gift we could ever receive, the free, gracious, unmerited salvation of our sinful souls through the forgiveness of all our sins. The Bible says, For he himself bore our sins in his body on the tree, that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. By his wounds you have been healed. Yes, indeed, the cross was awful. But from the cross God gave us love and salvation. And to top it all off, on the third day God raised Jesus from the dead. Truly, God does make all things work together for the good of those who love him. The Romans 8.28 promise is true, and you can experience the truth of that promise in your life. 
Put your faith and your love in God. Then give to God all your heartbreak, all your sorrow, all your suffering, and all your failures. Because we know that for those who love God, God works all things together for good. Yes, if God did it for the crucified Christ, he can do it for you. In Jesus' name, amen. I would like to speak now for a moment with those listeners who have not yet placed their faith in Jesus Christ. Dear friend, please know that God loves you with a passionate love. Please know that Jesus Christ died on the cross to save your soul. Please know that God promises to make all things work together for the good of those who love him. Dear friend, would you please give your heart and your love to Jesus Christ today? Perhaps you would like to pray this simple prayer with me now. O God, I confess that I am a sinner, and I am sorry for my sins. I believe that Jesus died on the cross for me, and I want to receive forgiveness in his name. I receive Jesus Christ as my personal Lord and Savior. I love him, and I want to follow him. In Jesus' name, amen. The hymn for the day is called Just As I Am. Just as I am, without one plea, but that thy blood was shed for me, and that thou bidst me come to thee, O Lamb of God, I come, I come. Just as I am, and waiting not to rid my soul of one dark blot, to thee, whose blood can cleanse each spot, O Lamb of God, I come, I come. Just as I am, though tossed about with many a conflict, many a doubt, fightings and fears within, without, O Lamb of God, I come, I come. Just as I am, poor, wretched, blind, sight, riches, healing of the mind, yea, all I need in thee to find, O Lamb of God, I come, I come. Just as I am, thou wilt receive, wilt welcome, pardon, cleanse, relieve, because thy promise I believe, O Lamb of God, I come, I come. Just as I am, thy love unknown has broken every barrier down, now to be thine, yea, thine alone, O Lamb of God, I come, I come. Yes, sinner, come, just as you are. You come to Christ, come, behold the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world. Will you please join with me now in the, in the Apostles' Creed? We confess. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, 
was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. And now we pray together as Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and grant you peace. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Faith Lutheran Church Gospel Hour. Our mission is to bring you a Christ-focused, cross-centered message of hope for a world in crisis. In John 14:6, Jesus says, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Have you accepted Jesus Christ by faith as your personal Lord and Savior? If you would like to learn more about how to receive Jesus into your heart, please call Faith Lutheran Church in Monticello, Minnesota at 763-878-2092. Again, please call Faith Lutheran Church at 763-878-2092. If I'm not available to take your call, please leave a message and I will call you back as soon as I can. Right now, we're closed until further notice because of the coronavirus. But when we're able to be opened back up again, please join us for worship on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. We're located in Silver Creek Township, just north of Lake Mariah State Park, at 12449 Clementa Avenue Northwest. Google search Faith Lutheran Church Monticello to find our website or Facebook page. This has been Pastor Paul Nickel from Faith Lutheran Church. I'm signing off the airwaves for now, but remember this, in all things, God works together for the good of those who love him.